magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst. And I'm Natasha Levenger. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hi, Hi. Natasha. <laughs> Hello, and happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about your birthday. I don't know if you want to say any more, but I'm excited about it. Well, we were just, if you're wondering, talking about how I feel awkward on my birthday and pretty much all mainstream holidays. <laughs> I just feel like this weird pressure to have fun and then it makes me feel awkward about about it. I really like would like to break through that and like be like, guess what, everyone? We're meeting here for my birthday or we're going on a birthday trip. But, like, <laughs> but I just feel awkward. So I just kind of don't do that ever. No, and I guess I didn't understand that when we were talking. When you say you feel awkward, you mean you feel pressure. I guess, I wonder if you... Well, I feel pressure, but I also feel embarrassed. Uh, Like, it's kind of similar to how I feel about when Ted and I have talked about having a wedding and inviting people to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I will feel too embarrassed. I don't know. It's weird because then I, I mean, I have always liked to perform. I like to do workshops. I have a podcast. But Mm -hmm. when it's like, this like, oh, let's celebrate my birthday or my wedding or something. I feel like just this weird. I felt that way with my wedding. Really? Yeah. Well, I was very embarrassed about that because it's like all eyes on you. Yeah. It's your day. But for some <laughs> reason for my birthday, it feels like just an excuse to celebrate. Like I don't expect people to like. Like, on the wedding day, like, everyone is definitely focused on you, you know? But on your birthday, it's just like, we're here to have fun. Like, I like to do karaoke parties. So it's like, everybody is just there to have fun. It's just an excuse. That is really fun. I mean, I can kind of feel a little teary when you're talking about that. So I know there's like power there because I wish it's like I feel uh, when I have I mean, it has been very rare that I've tried to have a celebration because whenever it has happened, I have just felt like, (laughs) oh, worried that people aren't having fun and they worry they don't want to be there. And like, like just this weird. I don't know. I think I I, somehow I feel like it's related to my parents being divorced because holidays Mm. were always this awkward thing. And like, who's going to have the kids for their birthday? And like, just, it's just like the, all the stories make me feel awkward. So I kind of, and when people are like sending me happy birthday things on Facebook, I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't have Facebook on a normal, my normal person page anymore. So I don't have that, which is good. But I used to dread that. Like, oh, everybody just hide it. I hide my birthday on Facebook. Oh, well, I don't need to do that that anymore, anymore. But I didn't know you could do that actually. Yeah, I don't like Facebook birthdays either because it just like (laughs) it feels like I don't know. But um, I do have that thing where I worry people are having a good time for sure. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's just regular parties. I worry about that. Mm. But I'm such an Aquarian. I guess I still feel just like compelled to gather people. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a compulsion. Like I really want to do it. But then every time I do it, I worry people aren't having fun. But that usually only lasts a little bit. And then I can tell everybody's having fun. So it's Oh, okay. yeah. But then after I'm usually like, after with Brett, I'm like, did everybody have a terrible time? Was that terrible? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> He's like, no, 
it went great. And usually sometime in the party, Brett will be like, it's going great. Like he's letting me know because ah. <laughs> he knows I'm worried about it. But I still do it. And I really love my birthday. I don't know. And as we discussed, um, it's also Rick Springfield's birthday. Yeah. Who's my childhood love as we know if we listen to previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that the day I met you. Did you, you really? Yeah, right, because you, you had a framed birthday. picture of you yourself when you met him. Oh. <laughs> and so you told me about it. <laughs> and this was at a feng shui consultation is when I met yes, Natasha. That's so funny. I thought maybe it's I somehow knew your birthday because you share a birthday. Um, yeah, no. I had a friend who also shared both of your birthdays, but she hmm. passed away, which is oh. sad. But... Anyway, she's sorry. she's good. We're in we're in contact. Oh, cool. <laughs> Hi, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho, oh yeah. So, should we talk about our check in for yeah the week? Yeah. So last week with your Atlantean deck, you got the High Priest, which was oh, yeah. um leadership, mm-hmm. and I got the Sisters of the Seasons, which was like divine timing which mm. was definitely for me a theme like the universe was talking to me about divine timing all week you Tell too me. no i'm just fascinated oh. to hear oh yeah um well that was what i did, ended up doing the web chat about in uh the good vibe tribe and then that same day that i was getting ready to do that web chat my cousin emily texted me a poem she had written about divine timing oh my god and i checked out a book from the library a novel and i started reading it and the theme of it was like chance and divine timing oh my god i know and definitely i am feeling this wonderful freedom this is one of those things like my birthday how i'm like i wish i could get to that point where i feel free Mm. it's like i have always wished i could feel more free around time like it's oh. been a thing. It's like a Virgo thing of oh. just kind of like this over obsession about like, like if I have a trip planned, it'll be like in the back of my mind, like, okay, well, I hope I make the flight. I oh, hope I get yeah. there on time. Like instead of just like, yay, I'm going on a trip <laughs> and it'll be, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. You know, it's like yeah. this level of intensity that almost makes me sick to my stomach a little bit. Well, and yeah. that I'm feeling so free, much more free around that because <laughs> I have, um, I'm doing that workshop at the Omega Institute yeah. next month, which I'm so excited about. Yeah. And I feel like the freedom of excitement instead of the excitement mixed with the terror of like the timing. Yeah. So I can feel that. Like I decided what what if I switch into joy oh, that's instead nice. of fear. Yeah. And, well, and, we and have, it's worked. Oh, that's so good. We have a different thing with that because I don't get into the what if I miss a fight. I just go into sheer dread of what if everybody dies <laughs> oh what if we yeah like what if we die on the plane or what if the uh, yeah and the cats are homeless and i go into oh, real oh yeah i don't know what that is that's a pisces thing but it's real like melancholy like real melancholy like the anxiety of getting out of your comfort zone yes interesting yeah with the travel yeah with travel specifically Mm -hmm. so that is how it played did the high priest come in at all leadership well energetically i can sense that for sure just Mm -hmm. i mean in general i have been feeling more and more um 
you know, sovereign and grounded. And like, if I want to make a choice to not be afraid of timing anymore, then that Mm. I can do that, you know, that's like kind of level of empowerment. So I could see it playing out in that way. Yeah, I like that. That's definitely true. Um, So for me, I was thinking about the aspect of those the sister of the sea card where you were taught it said in there also um starting new things oh yeah starting new things so both my kids started school this week which was really big um my son's never been to school we always homeschooled him so oh this is wow his, yeah yeah really That's big. a huge step huge so that was a big thing it was a big thing for me too you know yeah it's like a new yeah new life and it's been interesting because I've been wanting to enjoy I do enjoy it and then I'm like oh no but what if they're not happy like you know so I'm trying to just like take leadership of my moment and what I can handle and I did I was going to go do improv possibly watch Ah. it but possibly do it but then it wasn't there so I was going to do a new thing so actually, I had two new things that were going to happen that didn't happen, but, um, but still, yeah, it, it's been a it's been a week, and I'm really, I mean, I can just feel the growth so much. It's crazy, like, yeah, oh my gosh, so totally. much, like in a really powerful leadership type way, like still healing that stuff of, um, I guess uh, the whole friendship thing, even though I'm not dealing with anybody in particular, but just actively working on healing that wound of um, giving my power away basically and loving myself that whole self-compassion book I've just been working with really regularly and it's really changing things for Uh, me yeah that is such a powerful yeah powerful thing yeah that book is really amazing um and all the meditations we're talking about self-compassion by Kristen Neff. Yeah, the Mindful Self-Compassion Workbook. Oh, is that what? Okay, I just started that because I had oh, read you before that um, Kristen Neff, just oh, self-compassion, okay. the, the proven power of being uh-huh. kind to yourself. And yeah, I just finally started that. I've done the first two chapters of the Mindful Self-Compassion Workshop. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I mean, Mindful Self-Compassion Workbook. workbook. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I actually did the workshop in person, but in Asheville. But um did you do the meditations in the back? No, not yet. I oh. don't think the first chapter oh. has a meditation. But I did oh. do meditations when I read Self Compassion by Kristen Neff and oh. she has some recorded on Insight Timer, which is my yes. um my meditation app. And so I've done those. Oh good. I love those so much. Yeah. They're really I really think they're life changing. Me too. Um so yeah, so that was my week I do (laughs) I just realized I have another dream to tell you this is apparently also my dream segment I'm not going to go into the whole dream but just essentially I used to have or I have a reoccurring dream that I'm in the ocean and I get overtaken by waves like uh, you know like then I wake up because I'm how scary yeah really really scary well I had a dream this week that I was in a boat with my family and it was getting really rocky, but I like chose to get us out of there. So even though the waves were going to overtake us, they never did. 
And I got us all out of the boat. So it shifted it the power. Shifted. You didn't you didn't feel like a victim anymore. Yes, exactly. That's amazing. It's really amazing. And another part of that is that my kids were there and I always have dreams that like my kids to to be honest, it's usually my cats. <laughs> my cats are like lost or, oh, yeah, or like in the water or like, yeah, and I have to save them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, yeah, they were able to, I helped them, but they also helped themselves. So it was like real, like nobody was a victim. Everyone was caring mm. for themselves. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so That is a real shift. It's pretty crazy. So that's what's happening over here. I love it. So that actually reminded me of a dream that I discovered. Do you ever look back on your journal and find a dream that you have no memory of having? Well, I don't write down my dreams and I should. I really want to. So Well, no, I've but... been doing the morning pages, the artist way morning pages, and then I like when I'm done with a notebook, I go through it and I write down the interesting parts. Oh, I like that. So I don't like throw the whole thing away, but I don't have to wade through, you know. Uh-huh. And so I discovered this dream and it was right when I was starting the fuck it diet journey. Yeah. And starting to like, you know, come into intuitive eating and intuitive like alignment with my body and it was a dream that I had a daughter who was part mermaid, a little girl, and that the doctor told me, don't feed her fish eggs because she'll grow a tail. And I was like, no, I want her to be herself. (laughs) And if she needs a wheelchair, we'll get her a wheelchair. (laughs) So I fed her the sea eggs, I guess. But I thought that was so cute. I thought it was so cute that it was like right in alignment with my intuitive eating and probably my healing my inner child totally that's so cute (laughs) um okay well this week we um actually have an interview but wait are we gonna we're gonna do that a little later but i just wanted to say it now because um normally we read our questions from the week but we're not gonna do that because and we don't have time to do it all so we are interviewing Christina from Crystal Lion Gems. Wait, Chris, I think that's what it, yeah, Crystal Lion Gems. Oh my gosh, sorry, Christina. Um, I say it many times during the interview, so it's okay. And we'll have it in our show notes. And unfortunately, Tess could not interview her with me, which made me very sad, but, um, because of technical difficulties, but we'll figure that out. Yeah, for the next we're just one. everything we do, we're learning as we go. That's so. right. So you'll hear that in a little bit. But did we say first we're going to do um, our segments? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. we're going to do next is the energy report. Oh, okay. So soon. Okay. So it's time for the energy report. Okay. So I talked about this a little bit on my Instagram that if I'm being like real true to the letter, is that what it is? True to the letter? Mm, um, there's some kind of expression. Anyway, um, it would be about past lives, but, um, because there's so many past lives that happened this week. I don't know what's going on. Part of me. Like in your readings? Mm hmm. Yeah, the energy report, for those who don't know, is I tell what is happening um, based on my readings that I feel is a trend in the energy of the week. Because she does readings with clients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's, yeah, back to basics. Yeah, because that's <laughs> what I do. So anyway, there's a lot of um, past lives, which 
do not come up usually in every single reading. And I think it might have been every single reading um, that past lives were very vital, like affecting present day and really resonating with people in present time. Like, whoa, like a lot of times I'll see a past life and it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what's happening now, too. But it was like, whoa, like themes that were just like helping people heal so much. So I guess on a well, anyway, it's kind of hard to I also like to use the energy report to help people, you know, to deal with whatever's coming up. And so I can't really tell people to deal with their past lives in a, in a practical, like in a easy way. Well, well, well I mean, when, do you, would you recommend like a past life regression meditation, like a guided meditation, like we talked about last week? Right. Or? They could do something like that if they wanted to, if they felt called to. I've been thinking lately, I really need to start recording meditations to help. Yeah. Um, not just past life, but just in general. Um, uh, that just reminds me that we, well, <laughs> I'm going to say it cause it came into my mind, but we thank you so much for all of our reviews on iTunes. And we got one this week that was just like a real healing <laughs> review for me. So thank you. I forget her screen name, but she said I was weird in a good way, which is I, we've talked about before. I'm always like, I have a, a wound around being weird, but I'm trying to embrace it. And her like complimenting me like that, like making it nice was just like, oh, that's nice. Like, I'm like weird seeing... in the best possible, yeah. way, which I feel like is the best compliment. Yeah, it's a really it's sweet nice. compliment. Yeah. Because who wants also... to be normal? Normal's boring. Yeah, that's true. And Normies nobody's really normal. No, nobody's normal. I mean, it's normal. not, there, there's no such thing as a normal person. It's true. But nobody wants to be weird. I mean, except that a lot of people do. But for me and stuck, my little 12 year old stuck at that time doesn't want to be weird, which I was. Yeah, um, we have that social fear, of course. Mm-hmm. But I'm embracing it. So that was really sweet. And then she also said she loved my voice, which is another thing that I uh. feel real self conscious about. So. Thank you, person. I, I should know your name because that sounds really impersonal to just call you person. But also, if you want to write us reviews, we love them. Yeah. Um, I hope I didn't ruin it by just calling her person. Well, I can look up who it is right now. Okay. Like, while you're continuing the energy. Right okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you want to do, I, I feel like it's a bit of a cop out to just be like, go look up a past life regression so i'd like to do something more direct for that kind of help did you find her name rockaline okay great thank you rockaline um so anyway i was just thinking about like taking our power back essentially from the past even if it's not a past life because and i also said this in my instagram but when I see past lives, it's always like basically repeating the same trauma as this life, which, as I said, also in my post, like modern psychology teaches us the same thing about how we repeat our traumas within this lifetime until we heal them. A lot of times we unconsciously cre recreate the same scenarios until we heal them. And it's the same thing with past lives. It's like you know, the same kind of dynamic is happening a lot of times. Um, 
But I was thinking one way to get our power back from the past of our of our present day lives is to be in a meditation space and um you know, however that is for you. I like to bring in cosmic energy, which is your highest gold light up from source through the top of my head, through my body, through all the cells, and then also my grounding cord, which is at the base of your spine. Have that go down, bring up earth energy from the center of the earth. So I like to set that up first, bring in earth energy up your um, your feet chakras, up your legs and down the ground cord. Okay, once you're in that space and you imagine your aura from a neutral space, you can pick something to call your energy back from in your life where you may have been leaving it. So one thing I did was I went through all the schools I went to and I called my energy back from each ah, school. So this is like soul retrieval. Oh, yeah. Is that what they do? I actually Yeah, that's know. kind of the concept. I mean, if I understand it correctly, that's kind of the concept of soul retrieval is when there's like fragments of your mm. energy or your soul that have been left over somewhere else due to trauma in time or space, then mm. from this life or a past life, then you call up those energies back to you. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I do a little more in terms of, well, anyway, I think it doesn't matter. You don't have to get complicated. You can just kind of bring that energy back. So like, you know, I went to many different schools, but even if you only, well, you probably at least went to three different schools. Well, some people, I guess, went to the same school, but anyway, you get it. Um, and you just in that neutral space, just call your energy back to you, um, from that time period. And you may encounter like, um, shame or some kind of feelings may come up. Like definitely for me in high school, I had a lot of feelings come up. <laughs> um, and so I'm just thinking what I could coach real simply to do for that. Um, I would just say bring it into your, because um, I did something maybe more complicated that I could explain here, but I think you can just bring it into your heart chakra and from a neutral space, really loving yourself, you know, like really loving, you know, whatever, 12-year-old you, 15-year-old you, however old you were, and yeah. um, calling all that energy back from that place. And then I would say put that school, like imagine a, you know, a lot of times I work with gold roses. That's what I was taught at my school. But I did a reading this week where I realized that this person really loved crosses. Mm -hmm. Like they just had so much love for crosses. And so I just had her use crosses instead of roses. And it really worked nicely for her. So oh, yeah, you can choose any symbol you want. Um, I've also been experimenting with like imagining a big heart just like a gold heart and then just putting the energy of the school in the heart, blowing it up and letting the energy go back to whoever it is and my energy back to me. Mm -hmm. So that's my um, exercise this week if you want to do it. And you can do it anywhere. Were you going to say something? Well, yeah, I was going to ask about... Um do you ever, I like to work with Archangel Metatron oh, and Archangel nice. Sandalphon too for this purpose, for healing past life trauma, for accessing the Akashic Records. And I feel like this is um, 
kind of it to me this is linked with divine timing this message mm. of divine timing is our archangel metatron's domain you know that uh, um i should read more about him he well to me he's like he is uh sort of like the personification or the deification of aligning with the crown chakra connecting oh. the crown chakra to the cosmos and then sandalphon is connecting the like anchoring the um root chakra into the earth and they're like twin angels they're like two sides of the same battery like Uh different um and so by working with them it's like i feel just calling on them and imagining that that link to the cosmos and to the earth and then asking them for help with exactly what you're talking about that healing of these old leftover issues that I can feel that that anchoring and then that um, restructuring, mm-hmm. just natural realignment. So oh, does that is that nice. I like not that. something that you? I I don't really work with famous angels very often, yeah. except for, but not because I don't want to. I mean, I'm I want to read. I'm just not really educated about them, so I would like to. I feel like it's the same thing. It's just a way of talking about that inner, that same energy mm-hmm. that you're talking about. And mm-hmm. then with the names and then that awareness, it's just a way that I find helps yeah. me instantly lock in to that, to that flow. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. You mean the cosmic and the earth energy flow? Yeah. The cosmic oh, okay. and the earth energy. And then like setting, cause to me, Archangel Metatron, he's also like divine order. Mm. He's aligned with, um, sacred geometry. Uh-huh. So, it's like help me to come into divine and perfect order and harmony, align me with divine timing, like and then access the Akashic records to for perfect healing, like setting all those atten- intentions. And then I don't have to understand like mm-hmm. what is the past life or what is the trauma. Mm-hmm. You can just ask for general healing in that area. Yeah. I like the idea of using them as like helpers and like maybe like getting information or protection. But I personally, yeah, you don't have to know. A lot of times you don't have to know, but sometimes Mm -mm. I do like to know. And I guess if I think about them too much, then I don't get my own information but Mm. I like to have them around I mean I like to have my angels like I will say like my guides um if you have anything for me I ask them specifically or I have actually started reading this book about angels and she said um that everyone is born with their archangel like has one angel with them guardian angel Mm -hmm. um their whole lives and so I had I like that a lot, <laughs> like having a team and yeah. consulting with them. But I think I get too confused if it's like too many c- cooks in the kitchen. If if I'm aware of them all and like consulting everybody, I like to just go with my own. And maybe you're saying the same thing, but I get a little confused, I guess, when I start thinking about everybody maybe once I'm already in that space then I can be like hey what do you think or (laughs) you know what I mean yeah I mean I think it's just like different ways of arranging our relationship to the infinite and to our own knowing Mm because when I think of my guardian angel he is like an aspect of me I mean he's like an aspect of my soul and my connection to basically my connection to the divine Mm -hmm. so he helps lock me in helps guide me but it's me 
but yeah. I'm him and we're mm-hmm. all one. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you and I are one. <laughs> it's me. I'm him. We're all one. <laughs> yeah. I like that though. You know, whatever help you need. But again, I just really like to stress that everybody and should be out of your space. Your aura is just you and everybody should be on the outside of it. In my personal opinion, no merging. Yeah, And you don't need, I don't think if some people don't like to connect with anything except mm-hmm. for like Their infinite eyes. light. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. So that you don't need to. I love angels. I do. I very much resonate with angels as opposed to fairies who I still love, but I don't resonate as much, but, um, yeah, but I uh, I do think it's good. Uh, but angels and those th- angels will give you your own space. They won't try to intrude anyway. But yeah. it's still good to just have ownership over your space. Um, was I going to say something else about that? Oh, I was just going to say that um, if you you can do it with anything that you feel um, you want to do it with. So you could do it with like houses that you lived in, calling your energy back from cars even relationships um whatever it is and then time periods in past mm -hmm, lives mm -hmm. in that case you definitely don't need to get caught up in um what is the past life you can even just do a general like yeah from now through the whatever 1600s i call my energy back to me Mm -hmm. and you know bringing it into your heart recycle anything that's not yours leaves um, okay. So that's, nice. and I like how you said that reminds you of divine timing because that was the card and that was the theme of the energy report last right. week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was the energy report. Loved it. <laughs> okay. So now it's time for practical magic. So this week is the last week before the new moon. So the new moon is this Friday, and that's the Virgo new moon. And leading up to it, we have um, the moon in Leo, the moon in Cancer. Um, mm-hmm. And and the feeling that I'm getting this week for practical magic is very simple. It's simply working with fire, the fire element. So mm-hmm. if you can have a bonfire hmm. on... Um, Wednesday or Thursday of this week, uh, that's excellent. If you can't, like a fire in a fire pit or even a candle, just that, just fire, connecting with fire, and then stand or sit before the fire, breathe, relax, and just send any old stories about who you are, about old patterns, anything from the past, just send that into that flame. And you can also call on the energy of the fire to fill your entire body and aura. So this is a fire ritual or fire meditation, really simple, simply cleansing, releasing, and letting go so that the new moon on Friday uh, can you can just be fresh and ready to set intentions and then on Friday setting intentions is a great idea this is the Virgo new moon the sun and the moon are both going to be in Virgo and um, you can set intentions especially related to like positive habits about your health um, creating order and harmony just self-care that kind of thing for mm. the new moon but I love that yeah, but so with the cleansing of the fire, the fire cleansing, it also when the moon's in Leo, it can be like ego stories. 
because it's mm, the Leo yeah. is related to ego. So stories about like if you have, I mean, like for example, I remember for a while after I started um, being an author, I remember I didn't realize, but I had this idea that I was ditzy and that everyone thought I was ditzy. So I, it like, it held me back from really just being like, yeah, I wrote some books and, you know, I stand (laughs) by what I wrote and maybe people will like it. It like, I didn't allow myself to fully embody that because I thought, oh yeah, everyone knows I'm just kind of silly and Mm. my voice is high. And I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that, but that was like an ego story that I could let go of and step into just being present with the present moment and letting the future be have all these possibilities so that's a kind of a aligned with divine timing and karma too and past lives yeah that when we get stuck in these stories it's an illusion that the past or our ideas about the past or our situations in the past have to continue to define the present and the future and this is true with manifesting too it's like if we want to manifest like a much greater degree of affluence than ever before, Mm -hmm. we might have the story like, oh, well, this is what I'm used to and this is how it's going to look. And when we realize that doesn't ever have to be true, like we can completely step into a whole new paradigm. Oh my gosh. That's one of the aspects of magic. This really reminds me, you'll hear soon in my interview with Christina, but she talks about how her manifesting her very successful business and I believe that she had a past life where she was very successful um, person in business. And it's interesting, just you can use these stories to, um, to buffer you. Is that the word? Just like help you bolster, bolster. Bolster. Thank you. It was a B word. Um, (laughs) Bolster you or, or tear you down. So mm-hmm. in some ways, stories can be helpful, like, you know, yeah. people who just kind of know it. And that's part of I also talk about this in the interview, but um, she just like knew it, like has it in your bones, which is such an important thing in manifesting. And if you have a lot of past lives where it just may where you are successful at a certain thing that you're trying to do in this life, you just maybe have that extra energy supporting you. But if you don't, you can let all that go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those stories are just, I do believe that when we die, I've talked to enough people that have died that I see just like how unattached they are to the stories. Oh, yeah. Life, which is really their identities, you know? Yeah. Like the my, ego. Yeah, the illusion the of ego. separation. The, exactly. Yeah. Like my mother who had a very strong ego in her, when she was in body. Now it's just like she laughs at it. It's just like no attachment to any of it. And she used to get really defensive when she was alive. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, I did that. (laughs) You know, like just no attachment. The less we can be attached to these stories, yeah, we have the freedom to follow our impulses, our intuition. I love that so much. That is reminds me of like the Course in Miracles, how it talks about only love is real, everything Mm. else is an illusion. And even just from the past, like I'm not dead yet from this life, but Mm -hmm. I can see when I look back at my memories, like maybe there was a time when I actually do know that I felt terrible. But what I really remember, what stays with me is the love, Mm -hmm. is like the magic and the beauty and the love, because that was the only thing that was real. Yeah. 
And that's what sticks. And I love that liberation. That can be part of that fire cleanse yes. is that connection to that knowing that of death, of that transition, yes. you know, that beyond the veil, it's all so clear that everything is love, that we're one with the divine, that we're so powerful. So to that's a really powerful aspect of magic too. And why Samhain, which is Halloween, that mm-hmm. time of year, which is coming, mm-hmm. is so empowering and fun mm-hmm. because it reminds us of that. Like, oh yeah, my true self is pure love, is pure divinity. Yes. And there's so much freedom and possibility in that. Yeah, there really is. Just all these stories just like keep us away from our truth and that love. Yeah, and the fear, I think that when you think of death too, that another reason I love death so much is mm-hmm. <laughs> that it helps us transcend fear. Yeah. You know, that it's like, well, really? Like, this is really real. Like, for sure, at some point, I'm going to transition out of this physical body. So yeah. is it really that scary to yeah. get up and talk about my book, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> is it's... it really that scary to get on a plane and, at the right time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I love it. Um. Okay. Is that... Is that practical magic? That's practical magic. Okay. I feel like I said that really weird. Um, Okay. So (laughs) now we are going to, again, Tess couldn't be here for this interview, unfortunately, but we're going to um, talk. I'm going to talk to Christina. um, And um, yeah, when we come back, we will pick a crystal of crystalline gems. Just wanted to be, I always call it crystalline, so I just wanted to make sure it really is crystalline gems. Um, and you'll, she has an amazing crystal store with so many beautiful stones. And she'll talk, we talk a little bit about manifesting, how she uses her crystals for healing and grids. And we took some questions that we got from Instagram and so much more. So here it is. Okay, so we are here. Actually, I should say this is just me, unfortunately, because we're, this is our first interview. So exciting. Oh, yeah, don't speak. (laughs) Oh, well. Can I say yay? (laughs) My booming laughter will be (laughs) a great intro. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't quite figured out how to involve both Tess and I in an interview, but we'll do it soon. So it's just me. So we will miss tests a lot. But we are here with Christina Mercedes of Crystal Life. <laughs> Hello. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Spoiler alert, you're my friend. It's true. So <laughs> We know each other. We're buddies. But I'm going to read your bio as if I don't know you. <laughs> okay. So here we go for everyone who doesn't. Christina earned her master's degree in art therapy from New York University, becoming nationally board registered and certified. Is this weird for you to hear your bio in front of you? Not at all. Oh, great. (laughs) You have some Leo in you? Just a tad. (laughs) Uh, No, it's good. After the traumatic birth of her second child years later, Christina experienced postpartum mood disorders and turned toward her love of gems, minerals, and crystals as another vital tool toward healing the mind and body holistically. Through rekindling this childhood passion and experiencing the joy of having crystals in her life, don't we all, and the lives (laughs) of her two young children, the Crystal Lion Shop was born. Today, the Crystal Lion sends responsibly mined and ethically sourced gems to her customers around the world. She uses her platform on Instagram, Crystal Lion's Gems, and Facebook to share the importance of sustainably sourcing crystals as well as their immense healing potential and how to harness them. 
And you can find her on Etsy and soon to be shot, Shotify? Shopify. Shopify. Thank you. Thanks again for being here. Of course. Okay. So first things first, if you don't mind, can you tell us all how you started? Now, when I was there, I was there at the beginning with you. You were. I mean, it was like you started and it was great. And then all of a sudden I was like, what? You exploded. <laughs> it was like 5,000, 10,000. Every time I'd click over to your thing and then I'd be like, oh my God. Now you have like over 80,000. By the time you're listening, who knows how many followers Not you have. Would. It would be amazing I to mean, connect with more people. <laughs> yeah, you're well, amazing. It's yeah. true. We met when I was pregnant with my second daughter and everything kind of was jump-started after she was born. And as you mentioned in my bio, after she was born, I struggled with a lot of postpartum mood disorders and it was like it is for many women, really debilitating, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of people don't talk about it and there's not a lot of um, acceptance for it in our culture. And so I struggled uh, silently for a long time mm-hmm. and then decided that I was going to take a more holistic approach. And I had always loved gems and minerals as a child and had my own little medicine bag with a handful of tumbles that I carried everywhere. And I decided to rekindle that love and um, really reacquaint myself with the mineral kingdom. Mm. And my youngest was about 18 months old when I started the shop. Mm -hmm. And it was a really casual endeavor at the time. So I want to know, like, how... Because I feel like early on you were like, I have a Brazilian connection. And I was like, how do you have a Brazilian connection? Like, how do you? I feel like you're such a natural business person. That's funny. I I, I appreciate you saying that. I, yeah. I'm not sure that I'm naturally business inclined because mm-hmm. I've not, um, it's not any of my formal education. Wow. The business side is kind of dry to me, <laughs> to be what honest. You, you like well, it feels like, boring? Like, um crunching numbers and doing taxes Mm -hmm. and being very precise about running a business. Um, I kind of have been flying by the seat of my pants and going with my instinct with a lot of my business choices. Let me just tell you, I'm not looking at you, you know, I'm not in a reading space, but I definitely think you have past life stuff with this. Mm. Like definitely you were some kind of like, I don't know if we would call it business owner Mm. But we would like, and I don't think you were like in a shop shop and I don't want to intrude on mm-hmm. your space. It's no, just no, like no. really, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think it was like some kind of like situation where you just like were able to manifest kind of something out of nothing and not to say mm-hmm. that this is nothing. It mm-hmm. isn't at all. But just like <laughs> at that time, it was like, I think you just started and then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, exploded. And that's like what happened here. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I think there's there's something about starting the shop that has felt like reconnecting to a part of myself. Yeah. I think that might be what you're touching on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also, I really enjoy getting to know people from all around the world and from different cultures. And That's I have so cool. traveled the world a lot in my childhood and into my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that that flexibility, the ability to really connect with people um, over food or music or even if there's a language barrier, I think really helps in the mineral world because you're mm. you're working with people all over the world. Mm-hmm. But how did you like initially find all your crystals? Like did you... Like I mentioned, your connection. Mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. have to tell me exactly how. <laughs> sure. if it's a big. That's secret. a good. No, it's a good question. Well, yeah. in the in the gem and mineral world, there is some um, discretion 
practiced oh. it and where you source your crystals. But I aim to be as transparent as possible because I'm working to really change the way that the industry sources their crystals. What and do you mean by discretion? People don't well, like to say where they get their crystals from. Yeah, because really? you well, because you're really making connections with people. It goes back to the mm. the piece about having relationships with people. Mm-hmm. So I will say in general terms that um going to gem and mineral shows is a really wonderful way mm-hmm. to connect with people. A lot of times you're going to meet the miner directly, um, hear oh, stories about cool. them mining, even meet their families. I've met oh. people's young children who are dragged along to gem shows. Oh. And it's a really sweet thing when you can meet the people behind the crystals, know yeah. exactly what it's like, hear their stories, mm-hmm. um, know, of course, that they're ethically mined mm-hmm. from start to finish Mm -hmm. and it's the best way to make connections and then with the world the way that it is you can whatsapp somebody in brazil and connect with them and say hey what you got and we talk and yeah that's awesome yeah i have been to some because as you know i make jewelry that's right last year but i was really into it for a while and i want to get back to it so Mm -hmm. i've been to gem shows but i get so overwhelmed there it is i'm just like uh, especially for an introvert like me i'm like just yes my gems and get out of here um okay so did i did you answer that did i interrupt you Mm-mm. okay no, it's perfect. so you didn't do any like as far as it kind of exploding you it was just like kind of a natural experience for you you just mm-hmm. were put them up on etsy and instagram and people just mm-hmm. came and wow. yeah i started the etsy shop with a few of my own personal crystals oh. and about two hundred dollars worth of inventory and oh, so that wow. was kind of my my strategy was to put a few pieces up in the shop. As soon as uh, they sold, I put that right back into more inventory and started to build up the shop that oh, way. That's smart. As far as building the Instagram account, I really just post things that I find are beautiful mm-hmm. and write captions that I find are mm-hmm. funny or <laughs> quirky. Or it's, yeah. I mean, it's just me behind the Instagram account yeah. right now. So um, what you're getting really is me. Yeah. 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 So... And more relation, that's not a real sentence, um, to more apropos to mm-hmm. this podcast, um, like manifesting wise, mm. one angle, did you, you didn't, did you do any conscious manifesting, like, you know, feeling into it or anything like that? Or no, you just like, no, I, You know, I'm a double fire sign. So my sun is Sagittarius. My moon is Leo. And Mm -hmm. I have a stellium in Sagittarius, which means I have five planets in Sagittarius. So I have a lot of fire in my chart. So when I decide I want to do something, Mm -hmm. it's as good as done. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I, it was really just, um, just knowing that it was something that I wanted to do. I set my mind to it and, and it was really just a matter of putting the pieces together. Wow. Um, and making it happen. You know, it's funny because I think that you kind of did do manifesting work without realizing Probably. It. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. like one of the most important um, things in manifesting work is to know that it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Does, is that how you felt? Do you think? Definitely. Oh speaking speaking yeah. in an assertive um, present tense that, that what you are wanting has already occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, it did feel that way internally. I might not have said it out loud to right. anybody because sometimes when you're working that kind of magic, it's kind of 
it's good to keep it close to yourself for a little while because if you put it out there too soon, when your project is in its infancy, other people will ask questions. Are you sure? What are you doing this for? Is it really, I don't know if it's going to really work. And you know, even Mm -hmm. people who mean well might be naysayers and kind of um, chip away your, your self-esteem. And even on like, just an energy level, um, I've had that instinct too. Like, it's just kind of like you don't want other, even mm-hmm. if they are being supportive, it's just kind of like keeping it your own a little bit yes. in this little bubble, Def- I think exactly. is helpful. And really that thing about just knowing it, that's a really hard part. I know for me, like certain, you know, the things I'm less confident mm-hmm. about than that, that I want to manifest, it's like it's harder to have that just knowing, but mm-hmm. I think that's really just knowing it's going to happen and then letting mm-hmm. go of how it's going to happen. Absolutely. Just following your, yes, yeah, so you did it without even knowing yes. it. I love that. <laughs> um, okay. And then, sorry, um, I was looking to see if we do have questions sure. for you from Instagram, but I still want to get to test my questions, which mm-hmm. she sent me. Um, okay. So do you personally, I know you said you came to crystals for yourself healing mm-hmm. after with your postpartum. Yes. Um, uh, did you call it postpartum? You didn't call it postpartum depression. Mood disorders. Yeah, when you say different? mood disorders, it sort of encompasses all of the oh, postpartum. Okay. So postpartum depression and anxiety. Oh, um, okay. And there can be others. Of course, my the second birth with my second child was <laughs> the only birth with my second child mm-hmm. <laughs> was traumatic as well, which um, was the catalyst for everything postpartum. So right. PTSD is kind of wrapped up in there too. I see. So did you actually, do you use crystals like for healing of the self at all? Yes. I, mm. I really love making grids. Oh, yeah, um, ask making about that. grids is really a, a great way to use your stones and you don't need a lot mm. of very expensive crystals to do it. You can do it with tumbles with a few quartz points that are magnifying or programmed to take on the properties of another stone. You can actually create a really um, interesting and well, hold on. Wait. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you program a stone? Okay, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I actually <laughs> so, know the answer, but other people don't. So. It's a good question. <laughs> so quartz is a, and I think that's one of the questions from Instagram too yes. about quartz. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. What's the yeah. fuss about quartz? Oh my God, quartz well, is everything. Quartz is wonderful yeah. because it's it's the most abundant mineral on our planet, mm-hmm. and it's on every single continent, mm-hmm. um, and it's really accessible and affordable. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are grades of quartz. Some is higher quality, and some is lower quality. Right. But it's a really wonderful amplifier, as you Let's know. It's bring my- Bring a piece of quartz Just out. Perfect. I'm wearing some too. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, so I got this one. I was like 20. This is oh, one of my This like, is a really first this quartz. Is a quartz tower. It's polished on the bottom and mm-hmm. has a polished point. Mm-hmm. So points like this that are self-standing, they bring energy up from source and they're kind of like a fountain of energy, mm, sort of constantly nice. bringing that. Yes, and ampl- they, it can amplify mm-hmm. other stones. Right. So going back to the grid, you can program a quartz point to mimic. They're kind of like, they're mimics of the crystal world mm-hmm. to take on the properties of another stone. So How? So say, well, that's with your intention. That's okay. your magic that mm-hmm. you're bringing to it. So Labradorite, for instance, is a stone of protection and magic. That's mm-hmm. really like basic watered down bare bones version. Mm-hmm. But if you have a really teeny tiny Labradorite piece, but a pretty big chunk of quartz, mm-hmm. you can, I usually hold them together or even touch oh, them. Nice. I hold one in each hand, oh. close my eyes, center myself and ask that the 
properties of the labradorite be mimicked and enhanced by the quartz piece. Oh, that's nice. And then if you have like 20 little quartz pieces, but only one piece of something more expensive, like um, charoite or tanzanite, something mm-hmm. really a little rarer those. and harder to find, mm-hmm. you can program the quartz to take on those properties. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so with grids, also you can do stuff like I have a quartz beaker. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you can put um, different stones in it and like you can fill it with water and yes. make a little elixir. Yeah. yeah. Elixir yeah. And yeah. Um, so as far as grids go, like when you see people make those grids like in a circle mm-hmm. or whatever, what, what's that about? <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> well, that is usually harnessing in some way, um, sacred geometry oh. and using the, the mandala or the circle to amplify the mm-hmm. intention that the person sets by creating the grid. Mm-hmm. So it's using a series of crystals and gems and minerals to amplify an intention and to send it out or send it in depending on what you put in the center you may Mm -hmm. put a sphere in the center which is radiating its energy outward in all directions Mm -hmm. a tower in the center like the one you have here Mm -hmm. flat on the bottom and pointed at the top Mm -hmm. will create a fountain of energy Mm -hmm. so it's really that's where your intention Mm -hmm. comes into play and there do you have any books you recommend Mm, yes. So the book we of can stones. Put them at the end. I yes. should probably write this down, but I don't. There have are a some pen. really good <laughs> classics. Um, the book, the book of, of stones okay. is a wonderful one. Um, I don't remember all of the off- authors off the bat. That's okay. Usually anything by I, I like the Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. Judy okay. Hall's written a lot of books. Um, I would suggest though that. People work with their crystals first Mm -hmm. before reading too much literature about them Mm -hmm. and see what the crystals do and say for them Mm -hmm. personally. Because sometimes if we get too much in our heads right away, we expect something of, well, Labradorite should be about magic and I'm not feeling any magic. Right. You know, and so sitting with it first for a little bit before reading too much. But yeah, like for speaking of Labradorite, mm -hmm. well, there was one time I was like, I was very anxious. I had to make a very Mm -hmm. difficult phone call and I had the labradorite palm stone i was just holding it and i just felt all of my anxiety Mm. go into the stone it just like sucked it up and i didn't even realize that labradorite's about boundaries yes yes but i it did it like i felt it so that's fantastic yeah so it uh, yeah you can and before every reading i look at all my stones i'm like what's this read what Mm -hmm. does this person need Mm -hmm. and i let it speak to me and sometimes I'll look it up further what is the stone and it always makes sense yeah it yeah, makes sense exactly but yeah connecting with it intuitively is really they speak to you Perfect. if you listen you just have they to really, they do. get quiet <laughs> get quiet sometimes they even scream at you yeah, I have been I've been shopping for the for the shop and felt something behind me I mean almost like the energetic energetic equivalent of someone saying hey you oh wow I'd have to like turn around and and know and I would know exactly which I mean I sound like a crazy crystal lady now but that's what you're on the magic Monday podcast (laughs) (laughs) but they do they do once you tune in and decide that you're open to it and willing to be there they um I mean crystals have changed my life yeah I mean this is true really I feel with everything in the spirit Mm -hmm. world 
it's like the more you, I, we've tested, I've talked about this before. I've used this analogy before about the radio. Like if you turn on a radio and you just kind of flip through it, mm. I hadn't heard this somewhere else. Actually, this isn't my idea, but I love it. Um, and you know, flip through the staticky stations you won't hear, but if you kind of tune in, mm-hmm. then you can start to get them and that. Yeah. And then the more you do that, the, I mean, this is no longer a radio analogy, but, <laughs> but the more <laughs> but you the do clearer, this in life, yeah. the more you're tuned in, yes. the more you do get these messages yes. and you hear things. And we're just taught in this world of, you know, this 3D world mm-hmm. to like, that's crazy or that's mm-hmm. dumb. What are you doing? You know, right. Yeah. Listen to how I just doubted myself and put mm-hmm. myself down mm-hmm. because that's just what is socially acceptable. Exactly. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And I think the more and hopefully the next generation, couple generations, it'll just be like mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. Your crystals talk to you. Mm-hmm. You're crazy if you don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> they're from the earth. Why wouldn't they be talking to you? That's why they're here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, did we answer that? I think think so. Okay. Um, Okay. So now let's, um, oh, do you, this is one question from Tess, and then we'll move on to your Mm -hmm. Instagram question that I just realized I'm covering the time, so I have actually no idea how long we've been doing this, but that's okay. All right. um, (laughs) So she asked, do you recommend specific crystals for specific things like sleep or money or love or things like that? Yes. So there are, there are, there's a crystal for everything. Just like mm-hmm. there's a Beatles song for everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, there's a that. crystal for everything. Mm-hmm. So yes, there are. So crystals, if you see them, if you see them laid out on a table, you're going to notice that there's a wide variety of colors, shapes, variations, what they look like raw, what they look like polished. A general rule of thumb, if you're, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I keep forgetting this every time you say that. Yeah. I actually just had a client ask me, um, because I told her road night would be good for her mm-hmm. and she couldn't find any, which was, I thought, unusual. But she, I don't think, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but <laughs> um, she was asking me, is there a difference, like, therapeutic-wise between mm. tumbled and raw? And That's a really good question, too. What do you too. think about that? I was saying, like, follow your intuition. Yes. But, okay. Well, a raw crystal is going to have, its energy is going to be a little bit more pure, and some people think a little mm. more potent. Oh, okay. So it really depends what you want it for. I find that tumbled stones, the tumbling and polishing process brings the color out. It's almost like oh, a, okay. a glossing yeah. effect. Yeah. You know, it makes them look more attractive to some people. Mm-hmm. I love raw, and I think raw has its place especially in crystal healing um but it's really a personal preference because okay. some crystals energy is so intense that to polish them kind of smooths out mm-hmm. that energy um and can make it more accessible to some people mm-hmm. and the shape also informs how the crystal transmits its energy mm-hmm. so like the tower that we were talking about before mm-hmm. that's flat on the bottom and pointed at the top mm-hmm. that's changing the direction of the energy of the quartz versus if that mm-hmm. same piece had been carved into a sphere which would be radiating its its properties out in all directions mm-hmm. okay. so as a little sidebar I it's see. definitely personal preference okay I'm sorry. I totally interrupted you. I was asking about, you said there's all different colors. Yes. So crystals and their uses. So some of them, they went, there's a wide variety of colors and crystals of certain colors resonate with the chakra system. Mm -hmm. So in general, you're going to find green and pink stones to be resonating with the heart chakra, teal, indigo, bluish with the throat chakra, um, Maybe more indigo, I guess, for the third eye, purple for the crown, et cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
funny that I started with the heart chakra, isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the center of our bodies. I find that, um, mm-hmm. really interesting. But mm-hmm. so for, for, since we're starting with the heart chakra, for starting with heart healing, you'll want to gravitate towards stones that are, for a beginner, a good general rule of thumb is if it's green or pink, you associate it with the heart. What about, isn't Garnierite blue? I, I have a bluish one. Garnierite is a Garnierite's a newer mineral just discovered in Madagascar. Really? But it's a feldspar base. So it's like moonstone or labradorite. It's a cousin of of oh, moonstone and labradorite. Uh-huh. And the green color is colored by the presence of nickel. And because mm. it's a feldspar, sometimes it will flash blue like moonstone does. Oh, okay. Cuz I have one that I love and I and it is a heart stone. Isn't yes. It? Like a loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, I hope I didn't interrupt you, but the, what I'm, what you're saying is like, you could even just, um, well, again, intuition is key, but you Mm -hmm. can look up kind of like what your, what goes with the chakras and then go from there. And what goes with intentions too. So for Mm -hmm. manifesting abundance, financial wealth, prosperity, Mm -hmm. um, citrine is the absolute best stone for that. I didn't know that. Followed by probably green aventurine. They have each of the stones for certain intentions have a little bit of a different take on it. So green aventurine is more about um, luck in your endeavors, making your own luck, prosperity in that sort of way. Citrine is like good old fashioned Mm -hmm. bring in the the moolah kind (laughs) of wealth. I didn't know that. That's interesting because citrine is a second chakra stone, Mm -hmm. which I guess that's creativity. Exactly. If you think about it, your passion and drive is there, your motivation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's interesting. So yeah, I guess. uh, What about like sleep though? How would Mm. you figure that out? Well, <clears throat> if someone mm. figures it out for how to get <laughs> three and six year olds to sleep, please let me know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have funny. tried every imaginable yeah. sleep stone for my kids. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I will say there are some stones to keep in the bedroom and some stones definitely to keep out of the bedroom. Mm. Let's talk about out. Out. Out of the bedroom, you want to keep quartz out of the bedroom. Oh, really? Quartz is a magnifier, oh, like right. we talked amplifier. about before. It's an amplifier mm-hmm. and it will keep you awake. Oh. And you can play around with it if you're willing to sacrifice some sleep put one in one night see how you feel see how you sleep i have a lot of quartz in my room yeah experiment with moving it around Mm. moving it closer and further to the bed see what works for you that's interesting you know we've had some we've used amazonite before my daughter sleeps with um amazonite under her bed sometimes and she's always it always gives us crazy dreams so interesting mm mm-hmm Hmm. Yeah, but she still likes it. Yeah. I guess maybe stones for anxiety could help. But yeah, mm-hmm. I find that maybe um, smells are more soothing. <laughs> well, for some kids, yeah, it yeah, could I guess be. It's different for it is different for everyone. For for anxiety, lapidolite is one yeah. of the best. Mm-hmm. And of course, with the disclaimer that we are not doctors and we're not prescribing oh, yeah, any medication. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. Go to a doctor if you need right. to. Yeah. I lent her my lipidolite um, palm stone and she promptly lost it. I'm like, <laughs> we actually went to a crystal store when we were visiting Nashville and I was like, and she's like, I want this stone. I was like, Aww. you lost my lipidolite. And I was like, how many times is like hashtag new age store <laughs> quotes. <laughs> our you rainbow children losing yes, our crystals. Exactly. <laughs> you lost my lipidolite. You can't have another one until you find it. 
Oh, yeah. but lapidolite is a wonderful. It's one that my girls sleep with under their oh, pillows okay. if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, for the bedroom, I also really like. So amethyst is a wonderful bedroom mm-hmm. stone. It's really it will help you get to sleep and fall asleep, stay asleep. Mm, I move um, amethyst amethyst is kind of if if you're in doubt and you're completely new to crystals and you don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Amethyst is the best. It's mm-hmm. really abundant. Um, you can find really affordable pieces and it kind of does yeah. everything. I sort of call it the lavender essential oil of like oh, the yeah, crystal world. Like sense. when in doubt, just slap amethyst mm-hmm. on That's something. So I mean, carefully. It's That's sharp. The s- <laughs> <laughs> That's the stone my son is really drawn to always. He's always yeah. like, although then he started not using it. So I just kind of took all the stones out of rooms mm-hmm. <laughs> to confiscate it for me. But I think I'll put some back. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some questions from Instagram, or as Mm -hmm. I wrote on here, some questies. (laughs) What was, oh, this is actually a good one. Um, There's actually only two because we kind of answered most of Mm -hmm. them. But um, what was the first crystal you fell in love with? Do you even remember? Hmm. Probably as a child, I think it would be tiger eye. Oh, yeah. I really, I, I really loved that flash, that Mm. golden. It felt so fancy and it just felt so, (laughs) um, so flashy. And I think also as a kid, I was kind of like a particular kid. I I was an only child and there was something really, um, I never think of you as grounding. That. Yeah. Cause you have little sisters. Right. I yeah, have yeah. little sisters who were born much, much later when I was 11 and 13. Mm. So my childhood wow. was spent solo and with my animals and cats and crystals and uh, iguana no and dogs and such good friends. <laughs> I didn't, I never think of you as that. That's, That's like funny. me. Yeah. 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 So sorry. I totally interrupted you because I was so surprised by that. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, I mean, I've always loved opal. Mm. Opal's but, intense. It yeah. can be really powerful. Yeah. What is it? I don't even know what its qualities are, which is well, I opal learned about is, it and I totally forgot. The opal has different properties based on where you get it from, where yeah. it's mined in the world, mm-hmm. what it looks like. There's some opals that are really opaque. There's some that are more translucent and mm-hmm. sparkly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a it is a pretty powerful psychic stone it's going to open and awaken your psychic abilities that's interesting Mm -hmm. that i was drawn to that Mm -hmm. um and also quartz i guess but i remember i just wanted everything opal i love opal (laughs) um okay so then actually tess was asking this before also how do you cleanse your stones um and then someone asked excuse me this how would you recommend cleaning crystals that shouldn't get wet she says Mm. she has a fluorite cluster that's quite dusty and she's not sure how to make it sparkle again oh that's a really good question Mm -hmm. um well to to speak to the energetic cleansing of crystals i really like smoke cleansing um it's so you can use sage you can even use um, dried rosemary, dried lavender. Mm, you can burn a nice. lot of even culinary sage. You don't have to use white sage, mm-hmm. especially because there are a lot of implications about the harvesting mm-hmm. of white sage, both culturally and yeah. environmentally, mm-hmm. um, which could be an entire podcast unto itself. But and Palo if you, Santo too, right? Palo Santo less so. Oh, there really? are some there are some rumors about Palo Santo floating around. Um, essentially, Palo Santo is harvested when the tree dies naturally there's no way to really force the process i was talking more about like appropriating or 
you know, culturally. Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't know. I have, I don't know enough about it. I guess I should say that would be that would be a really good topic for yeah. an entire. It would be really good to talk about mm-hmm. the cultural appropriation of certain materials, and it's partly why I say smoke cleansing instead of smudging, mm. since smudging is a very specific. Um, religious religious spiritual practice mm, uh, mm-hmm. especially for a lot of indigenous americans so yeah. s- calling it smoke cleansing i think is is one step that we can take it's mm-hmm. just changing the words that we use oh, that's good. so I, like that. I do find that that's really effective um with my crystals that's going to cleanse them of energies also to- intention though right you want to yes. have the intention while you're smoke cleansing like, absolutely like to clear I'm clearing, them clearing mm-hmm. clearing clearing just kind of sometimes i'll even to- say out loud i'm i'm um, I'm offering this plant medicine, this smoke to cleanse the negative or stagnant energy of this crystal mm-hmm. and thank you for your service. Yeah, I always thank nice. either in the beginning or at the end or both. I mean, that's I nice. think your thank yous can't be too abundant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, smoke cleansing is one way for charging your crystals, which is kind of like awakening them energetically, putting them under the light of a full moon mm-hmm. as another classic way to charge your crystals and also to use selenite. Which is a salt-based mm-hmm. mineral, and it will it will recharge any of your crystals if you put it in contact mm-hmm. with, with yeah, the selenite. Yeah, so you just kind of stack them on top, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you sh- can't get selenite wet. Cannot get selenite wet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if it's cloudy on a full moon... Still works. It does. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm always like, I can't put them out because it's cloudy. <laughs> you're yeah. still getting the you're still getting the energy of the full moon. I oh, think as okay. long as you're out yeah. under your, you know, out from under the house. I mean, I even mm-hmm. have them on the windowsill. Oh, that's And I think nice. they're recharging. Sunlight there. also. Is sunlight good, right? will sunlight will um, damage the color of some crystals. Oh, okay. Some stones are photosensitive, like Laramar will fade oh, in sunlight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and also burying them, right? I love to bury my crystals. Yeah. yeah. I will wrap them, right? I mean, that's the quote of this a good- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> burying your crystals mm-hmm. with Christina and Natasha. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really nice way to return them to the earth for a little while to get, yeah. to let them recharge. Just mm-hmm. wrap them in a little cloth and put them in a potted plant with a little marker so you know where they are oh, so you don't point. lose them. Yeah. <laughs> But what about this one that is dusty? So dusty crystals, most fluorite can get wet. Oh, okay. Um, but I would get a dry toothbrush. Oh, you could even okay. use a hair dryer to kind oh. of blow the dust off and see if you can get it off that way. Okay. Yeah. But fluorite can get wet. Yes. So would you, like, I have a cluster over there of amethyst. I'm just going to mm-hmm. grab it. Um, pretty. Oh, this is looking pretty nice, actually. But is it a little dusty? I don't know. But how could you just like put it under water mm-hmm. and that's okay? Yeah. I guess maybe as long as your intention is like, again, like you said, clearing and clearing. if, if you're, if you're well and, and physically speaking, you want to look at the measure of hardness of your stones. So amethyst is a silicate, right. which is a quartz. Right. So it is completely safe to get wet. It's safe to right. put in a fish tank. It's safe to, yeah. um, I mean, it's really, you can get really creative with silicates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like we said, selenite isn't. You know, I'm just looking over there at my amethyst tumble stone, mm-hmm. and I'm realizing that that question I asked, I do feel a difference, like for sure. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> just drop the mic. Drop the mic. 
Um, That's how you know it's a good session. That's right. Yeah, it feels, no offense, a little tumble, but Mm -hmm. less powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a good point. Well, and the tumbled stones have their application too. They can go places where the raw crystals can't. You could pop that in your pocket and have it with you all day. Or in your bra if it's smaller and you want it closer to your heart. That's a Um, good point. So it, it... the tumbles have their have their place. Yeah. But yeah, their energy is definitely different. Yeah, I agree. Imagine if I put this <laughs> pointy, <laughs> rocky amethyst in my bra. Um, okay, well, I think is that the end of the questions? I think it may be it. Um, can you think of anything you would like to answer? About like, is there any question hmm. you get a lot like to your shop maybe Mm. i'm always asked what my favorite crystal is oh did i not ask you that oh i asked you the first one so what is your favorite favorite, the favorite changes okay yeah i would think it's hard to answer it's like answering which one of your pets or your Mm -hmm, kids is your mm -hmm. favorite notice how i put pets before kids (laughs) oh my gosh we are very similar (laughs) but um i think it depends it it kind of changes with my with my life phase where i am Mm -hmm. what i need at the time yes totally um i think one i i like to say that quartz is my silicates are my favorite because that encompasses smoky quartz and citrine and amethyst so it's kind of like cheating a little to say i love quartz the best Mm because it covers so much ground but Mm -hmm. um i think I think whatever you gravitate towards in that day, really, like we said earlier, just trusting your instinct, yes, totally. going with what you're drawn to, and maybe asking the questions later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because as I said, like before a reading, I'm like, what will this person need? But I don't ever do that for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what crystal yep. do I need today? Exactly. Yeah, that's a good, good thing to do. All right. Well, thank you so of much. Course. You're a this wonderful first guest. <laughs> we miss you, Tess. And I'm sorry that you weren't here also. Yeah. But yeah, this was really fun. So thank you. And again, you can find Christina on, well, you're still at Etsy, right? Mm-hmm. On, <clears throat> still on Etsy, mm-hmm. Crystalline Gems. Mm-hmm. On Etsy, not at Etsy. <laughs> on Etsy, at Crystalline Gems. <clears throat> yes. Um, and Instagram. And you're moving to Shopify, you're saying? Yes. I'm when in the process that? of creating my own website oh, i'm nice. hoping to have it up before the fall so oh, we work out all the kinks before the holiday season oh yeah that's gonna be busy <laughs> um all right well thank you again Yay. thank you so much for having me this was so much fun natasha Yay! bye okay so that was the interview wonderful i'm sure it was great (laughs) you'll have to listen to it i can't wait with everybody (laughs) (laughs) okay so now oh we should do maybe our housekeeping oh yeah okay so you can find us on instagram at magic monday podcast and you can find our show notes at tesswhitehurst.com and then just click on magic monday podcast um you can find me at Tess4444 on Instagram, at Tess Whitehurst author on Facebook, Tess Whitehurst on Twitter, and Tess Whitehurst on YouTube, and at TessWhitehurst.com. Yay. And just so much. I mean, my God, all the material out there. And um, so much information. Uh, also, you can leave us a review if you so desire we are so grateful for all of them on itunes it helps us to be seen more um so it's yeah um 
uh, well, oh yeah, you can just rate and review or just rate us five stars if you want. Yeah, please do. We, we would really appreciate We're it. Very it really helps us out for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now, oh, wait, me. You and can you. find me <laughs> at <laughs> highestlighthealing.com. You can sign up for my newsletter, um, or book a reading on there and you can follow me on Instagram, which would be great at highestlighthealing. Yeah. And can I mention one more thing? Yes, you may. So now we have just, my friend Jennifer Joy and I have just published the 2020 Your Most Magical Year Yet Planner. And it's really, really cool. It's full color. It's got coloring pages. It's got goal setting pages. I love a planner. I just love a planner. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful planner. So where can we get it? At TessWhitehurst.com and on Amazon. Actually, I haven't posted it on my shop yet, okay. but in I may have by Monday, but it's um, on Amazon. Just Google 2020, your most magical year yet planner. Okay. And do you have one for la- for this year? Yeah. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Can you still get that like for a discount or no? Yeah, the the lowest that Amazon will let us set it at is nineteen dollars. Oh, okay. You can get it for nineteen dollars, <laughs> and the new one is twenty five ninety nine. What's that? Normally, the it's new 25. one. The new one is. Oh, the new one is. Okay, well, that's yeah. very exciting, and this is a great time to just get your planners because it's Virgo season. Yeah, totally. Good point. Um, it's funny because before we started recording with Christina, she is a Virgo um, rising. Oh. She's a Sag, but in many ways she has like five Sag, five planets in Sag. But oh. um, she's a Virgo rising and she was just like, you know, for, um, I was just to tell you for Vir- it's because it's Virgo season I was coming up your driveway and I noticed the ivy. Anyway, she was just telling me something to do. <laughs> and then we started joking that you can tell anyone what to do. Give them unsolicited advice if you just say like, because it's Virgo season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just thought you totally. might want to know. But it is a great time to take care of things, you know. Yeah, and and to give unsolicited advice. Exactly. Just hand that <laughs> hand that shit out. <laughs> Just make sure you let them know. Especially it's Virgo. about health. <laughs> my my grandma was a Virgo. She was always telling us about what we should be eating and really what supplements we should be taking. That's so funny. She did acupressure. Oh my you know, gosh. if you have a headache, you just <laughs> be- push right here. Because it's Virgo season. Um, that's funny because as we talked about last week, my sixth, did we talk about this last week? My sixth house of. Oh, yeah, I think we did. Mm-hmm, of taking care of yourself. Is that what it is? It's something else, but it's like daily rituals. Oh, and that's your skincare. Yeah, and that's yeah. in Virgo. And I really always want to tell people about skincare stuff. Oh, By right. the, oh my gosh, all the time. Yeah, that's true it. about you. Yeah, that's so funny. I know. And um, by the way, we did get a um, an email from Anna, or uh, my friend and a listener who told us. I think she wrote it to both of us, but anyway, that um. That infrared light that I recommended last week for skincare, but also apparently cures everything, including like it helps with glaucoma. Anytime I tried to find something negative about it, it was like, oh, no, it actually cures this. (laughs) But anyway, she said that her I mean, I'm not really claiming that I'm not a doctor. So don't listen. 
you know, go by that. But anyway, she said that her friend did it for Lyme to treat her Lyme disease. And it really, she might have said it cured it or definitely helped. Yeah. That infrared light is just like, that's amazing. It's amazing. I'm just Mm. loving it. And it really helps. If nothing else, it helps my mood so much. So that's amazing. I kind of want to order it. I'm kind of worried though, too. I I think mostly I'm worried that Ted is going to be worried. Really? What do you think is going to be? He's worse? just always like, are you sure that's okay? Is it? Is it Telling mm, you. Have you better a... be careful with that. Well, Brett's like that too. Really? But, um, oh yeah, he's super cautious. We call him C. McG, cautious McG. But, <laughs> um, which is like the opposite of me. I'm just like, I'll do it. What, that what is, is so, it? That's us too. Ted is so really? cautious. Yeah. Um, but. I I was a little nervous because it is a light that you're sitting under, but I'm telling you, it wasn't even a joke. Like, I literally was like, can it give you skin cancer? And it was like, infrared studies to cure skin cancer. Uh, <laughs> like, everything I said, it was like, I was like, should will it hurt my eyes? Infrared light used for curing or healing glaucoma. I mean, but you should wear goggles though, right? Well, it says you don't, I do, just because I don't like to see so much red after, but no. I'm telling you, they use it to actually heal eye disease. Hmm. And these are scientists' reports. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I still, I'm sure I will wear goggles if I do it. Well, but. I do wear goggles, but I'm telling you, you should look it up. Like, have Ted look it up. It's Yeah. I mean, you think I work for the company, but this is my Virgo <laughs> in the sixth house. Right. Get so I mean, I, I am a Virgo, and I do tell people things to do for <laughs> my job. That's my Oh, yeah career yeah it's funny because with (laughs) everything else I'm not like that and in fact during readings I'm very clear that it's them telling me on a being level and I'm always like I'm not telling you what to do oh yeah I'm very much the opposite of that except with skincare and then I get so excited all right so (laughs) (laughs) um are we so now we're gonna pick our oracle card are you gonna pick them oh you did what? Is that okay? No, I got excited for you to pick a tarot card, but you're going to do it. Oh, no. Card. They're, this week I'm doing my Magic of Flowers oracle. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. And I picked one, and then I saw that there was one sitting. I don't even know how it got there. Oh. Right side up, too. So we get two this week from okay. my Magic of Flowers oracle. The one I drew is Lavender, which is Heal Through Joy. Nice. So that's really a very Virgo season, the whole scent of lavender. But then I like the heal through joy for Virgo too, because Virgo is really structured. And Mm -hmm. um, to remember that the joy in the moment, the present moment, and that scent of lavender, even working with lavender this week is going to be great for that. For It's so like clean and harmonious Mm -hmm. and healing and ordering and balancing and it's also joyful at the same time so maybe you could put a little lavender in your cleaning products for sure and clean it up for virgo season Mm -hmm. and just diffusing it too i mean lavender actually comes from the word for clean oh did you know that because it was used in soap i think is why oh Um, Okay, and then the one that I just magically saw sitting up all on its own is Poppy, which is take a nap. I think it's called take a nap. Mm, So (laughs) resting (laughs) at the. (laughs) You're such a cat. Yeah, I don't. I am am not good at naps. I I try them sometimes, but it doesn't usually work out. Oh my god, I am such. I often said like I would like ideally I would like to like wake up for two hours, go back to sleep. 
for a couple hours, wake up again, sleep again. Yeah. So. Because you're a cat. Yeah, because I'm a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it's really healthy. Um, but so this is goes along with it being the last week of the moon cycle. Oh, okay. Definitely a good time for resting. And as we get near the new moon, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, just whenever you can take a moment to not work, like if you have that option, you can either work or I can rest, you know, rest. do the rest. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to pick a card from the, sorry, I went away from the microphone. I'm going to pick a card from the Spirit Animal Oracle by Colette Baron reed And I am picking, oh, okay. This is like the joyful card, Sandpiper Spirit, Be Playful. Ah, okay. Um, so yeah, it is a lot like the joyful one. Was yours just joyful or was it heal through joy? Heal through joy. Um, so this oracle message is sandpipers are like cute little clowns poking their beaks into the sand before darting off to chase the waves. The appearance of sandpiper spirit is a sign that now is the time to engage your playfulness. Whatever tasks you have before you, perform them with a lightness of being. Explore the familiar, discovering the new and the old. Who knows what treasures await you when you let yourself laugh and have fun. Sandpiper spirits, happy and curious nature can help you feel rejuvenated as you remember your ability to run and fly and dance playfully. I love that. Yay, this is fun. So have fun this week. Relax. Heal through joy. I like Look at it. your past lives, stand in front of a fire. you got a lot of fun stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And we have a great week. And we'll see you next week. But it's me, but I'm him, and we're all one anyway.